So my love in life, my passion has always been books, literature and education. And really, to be educated, you have to be able to read. And to read, you should read for pleasure. So I'm a great believer, and it's been proven to me, that if a child has access to books from a very young age, and if parents and guardians and family members read to a child on a daily basis, that child cannot help but fall in love with books and read on a regular basis. This will then mean that they do better at school, they will have a better career, and they will then read to their children, so the cycle is created. Hey everyone, welcome to the Drive to Succeed podcast. My name is Daniel, the host of the show. We are now officially in 2020, and I salute you for those of you who are old-timers in here. I know we've been in this crazy journey together, but for those of you who are first time tuning in today, I want to say thank you so much for choosing this podcast because I know there are tons of other podcasts out there, but you decided to be here instead. And this year's 2020, we are on a mission to build a community of people who wanted to go on the path towards personal and self-development. It's either you want to have more income, you want to have more impact, or you want to have more influence, then this podcast and community is for you. I know some of you have written down your goals, set your targets really high this year. I'm personally excited to bring you a whole bunch of inspiring guests onto the show, and I promise you that this 2020 podcast, The Drive to Succeed, will be our best year ever yet. So without further ado, let's welcome our first guest on the show. It's no other than the founder of Emirates Airline Festival of Literature, Isabel Abulhul. In this episode, discover her mission, her relentless pursuit and passion to empower the next generation, especially young kids from being non-reader to an avid reader, to pick up a book not only for education, as well for gratification. So without further ado, let's welcome the one and only Isabel Abulhul. Hull, and I'm the founder of the Emirates Airline Festival of Literature, which is now in its 12th year, and I'm also the CEO and trustee of the Emirates Literature Foundation. Perfect. So for our first time listening and tuning in right now, I know the festival has been running for its 12th year, and we're in a beautiful venue of this event. We just finished your press conference, and quite emotional, actually. I really love the story behind it. Um, I wanted to understand how did it all uh, started. You, you arrived in Dubai in 1968, is it? So, so um, I'm originally from Cambridge, United Kingdom, and I came to Dubai in 1968 before the Emirates was born. So um, the one thing that I missed from my home country was books and reading. So I made sure that I bought lots of books with me when I first came, but there were no bookshops at that time and um, uh, amongst my extended Emirati families there were not lots of children's books in the home which is what I had grown up with. So one of the first things uh, I was involved in was setting up, co-founding Magrudi's bookshop chain, also co-founding the Itahad private school. Um, so my love 
in life, my passion has always been books, literature and education. And really, to be educated, you have to be able to read. And to read, you should read for pleasure. So I'm a great believer, and it's been proven to me, that if a child has access to books from a very young age, and if parents and guardians and family members read to a child on a daily basis, that child cannot help but fall in love with books and read on a regular basis. This will then mean that they do better at school, they will have a better career, and they will then read to their children, so the cycle is created. Um, and that's what my mission has been all uh, over the last 52 years. So um, the Emirates Airline Festival of Literature was founded out of this belief that if we bought authors from around the world, they would inspire everyone to want to read, to pick up a book and think about it. And so our target audience, surprisingly, unlike any other literary festival in the world, is non-readers because we want to help them become readers. And uh, what does your background uh, look like? I mean, do you came, are you a teacher or...? So when I uh, first came to Dubai, I taught at Dubai Infant School until uh, we had uh, our first child and then, uh, uh, then co-founded Magrudis. And I've worked ever since on various initiatives, um, of which uh, the uh, festival is uh, the last in the line. And when you founded, because I wanted to understand your thought process uh, in terms of curating books, curating, um, when you founded Magrudis, which is a book chain now, come, I think it's 1975, is it? Yes. yes. Um, so when you founded Magrudis, this is like the pre-internet, pre-everything. Yes, yes, there was no internet. Um, uh, I, I have lived through all of that and it's been fascinating to see how much technology helps us in today's world, how much quicker everything is. But everything worked and it has always worked. It's just that in today's age, if you look back, you will think, my goodness, how did anyone manage? But we did. And there were always alternative ways of setting up a business, of importing books, importing toys, um, of, of uh, setting up a shop looking at the shop design it's probably much easier now but there were things in those days that were easier Dubai was a lot smaller um, and therefore you had more opportunities maybe today it's quite oversaturated in terms of retail and what are your common challenges back then common challenges back then was um, uh, getting uh, getting all the products that I needed quickly enough because we used to bring things by sea now uh, it's very much easier to bring things by air, air freight, um, the rates have uh, improved and having technology in the internet and software uh, it's much quicker um, to connect with uh, suppliers from around the world and get the products you need in time. And you're also the publisher for Jerboa Books? Yes, so, so Jebo Books is a, a publishing company set up to publish children's books in Arabic and English for children from and resident in the region because I couldn't find those books and it, it upset me that children could have wonderful books published uh, elsewhere in English but in Arabic there was not that much and there was not much that also was um, relevant to this area. So you want children to be able to see themselves, to see their surroundings, to see 
uh, family members in the pictures, in the illustrations of books. And are these books all original or are they translated from English to...? Uh, a lot of them, I would say 80% are original and they're published in both Arabic and English. But there are also some where we bought rights of very good books um, and translate them to Arabic. And what are your pre-qualifications to get those um, authors or those licenses for other books? have like a certain criteria that you yes. need? Yes, so if you want to publish a book, you have to buy the rights in that language. Um, and um, it's, a, it's it not a difficult process. You just get in touch with the publisher, find out if the book's rights in Arabic still exist. And if they do, then you have a business discussion with them. Understood. And I'm really curious, you came from UK, yes? Where does your love of reading came from? Uh, obviously from my parents. My parents were avid readers and so my parents read to me from a very early age. Apparently I could read when I was three and it was because of the access I had to books, to visiting the library and to having daily doses of reading um, uh, and loving books. I can't imagine a life for me without books. Um, it is where I get my enjoyment, it's where I learn, it is what feeds my soul and I want more people to have that experience uh, and that is what the festival is doing, that is what everything I've ever been involved in is aimed at. Understood. And during those times when you arrive in UAE, I assume there are no um, proper infrastructure for um, festival for literature and there were no infrastructure for you could say a mass uh, wide of catalogs for books is this a pain that you just because you're an avid reader, reader yourself so when you arrive I was like should I just start doing this and what what is you know there were the the there was um, from quite early days there's been the Sharjah uh, World Book Fair which was an amazing place that's a book fair and there was also the Abu Dhabi Book Fair um, and they'd been going for quite some time. So um, the festival grew out of um, trying to provide something else, which was at where readers meet writers. It's a completely different experience to a book fair. It is uh, not a trade event. It is where the whole focus is on the writers and them talking about their books, talking about their characters to audiences who want to learn more, or talking about very important uh, topics. So, for example, in 2020, we have a, a scientist called Dr. Adam Rutherford, and his latest book will be launched on the first day of the festival. It's called How to Argue with a Racist. Now, this is a scientific research, but it's written for the general public. This is a really interesting topic. So we are covering sustainability, we're covering business, we're covering the environment, we're covering faith in the modern world. We're asking big questions, and hopefully the writers attending will be able to help us find some answers. So if I could rephrase that, uh, the thing that you shared is that Emirates Literature Festival is all about bringing in writers, bring, meeting their readers, and of course, bringing in topics where the readers can get in more context in terms of workshops. So, so the festival has grown since the beginning. So we have uh, writers both from here, living here, and from around the world. You know, we've got 180 writers coming this year probably about 45 different nationalities. They're bringing um, all their ideas and different um, uh, genre with them. But we also have writers or would-be writers. So we run lots of workshops that help writers, emerging writers, uh, know better how to put their story together, whether it's fiction or non-fiction. 
we uh, bring uh, also book illustrators who work again to bring children's books to life and they are it's fascinating uh, seeing how a child will take in a book when they're three and four and five where maybe they can't read but they are engrossed and uh, so attracted by the by the the yes by the graphics and illustrations so we try to cover everything we have simultaneous translation in arabic and english for all the main sessions we also have um uh, arabic language sign language interpretation for those that can't hear for some of the sessions as well so we try to leave no one behind we try to be as accessible as possible we have a lot of free events so people can come down and enjoy whatever um, whatever takes their fancy <laughs> and i'm really curious about um, the festival itself because you mentioned a lot about children books is it originally based on, when you started it, is it originally based on focusing more on children or how did it come to life? So children are at the heart of what we do. If we want to turn non-readers into readers, best to start with children. But we don't leave anyone out. So you can be 90, 100 and you will still find something that is relevant to you. Um, but I have this passion to help young ch children fall in love with books and reading. So that is uh, a core passion shared by many of us at the foundation, and we keep trying to do that, and we will continue to try to do it. We have a very strong education program, which got to more than 30,000 students last year, and I'm sure we will reach even more. So, so we take authors into schools, we bring students here um, during the school week, so, so we leave no stone unturned. And obviously the, the festival itself has been founded in 2008 and you got Emirates Airline as the title sponsor for, for this festival. So I'm just really curious about how did it all started? Um, when you started the concept, do you think that I should approach Emirates Airline or you just... Um, no, it was a chance conversation I had with someone um, talking about who knew that, that obviously I'd founded the Magrudy's bookshop and that I was very interested in books and reading and had an educational background. So she recommended, I was talking about that Dubai doesn't have a literary festival, so she recommended that I should approach Emirates Airline, so I did. Uh, had Emirates not thought it was a good idea, I don't think this may have not have gone anywhere, but they did. So fate also plays a big hand in things. Are you a religious person? Because you mentioned a lot about fate, and obviously there's a lot of um, topics about fate in modern area on this new edition. Yes, well, I think faith, um, whatever our faith is, it is a very important part of our DNA, of our soul. And um, I think it is a, a, a topic that we need to have a conversation about. So that's why we've included it as one of our key uh, sessions at this year's festival. Interesting. And what is the difference between last year's event to this? Every single year is different. It's new authors, it's new ideas, new programs, new initiatives. So every single time you can come to the festival every time and it will never be the same. So uh, that is a joy. It's not replicated. We do new things every year. We bring back uh, festival favorites. We fine tune things. Um, so it's, it's very, very exciting. And I think the program for 2020 is the best ever. Perfect. And obviously, you know, UAE has been one of the pioneers in terms of, you know, innovating, especially in the education area. Um, 
I'm just really curious about one thing. Obviously, the festival comes in only once a year. Do you happen to have smaller events? We, we have a year-round program of events. Um, so we have visiting authors who do uh, talks. We have creative writing workshops. We have education events. We celebrate Arabic week. Um, we celebrate sustainability and Earth Day. There are so many things. We have something going on all the time. But this is the showcase. The festival is the showcase. Perfect. And also personally speaking, as an avid reader yourself, I'm also a reader myself. I think since 2014 when I started like really reading, I amassed around 300 books in my library, which is crazy. But 30% or I guess 20% I haven't read of them. Um, as a reader yourself, what are your thoughts or life hacks to make sure that a person continues reading? Right, so someone, um, uh, as I said, it goes back to childhood generally. If your parents or guardian or family members read to you on a regular basis, daily, uh, you are much more likely to become uh, someone who reads for pleasure. So that's the first thing. Um, sometimes it doesn't happen until you go to school and it could be a teacher, it could be a librarian. So we have to find the right book. So it's very important for parents um, and teachers to find out what children like because everyone is individual. You might like non-fiction, you might like history, you might like science, you might like fantasy, um, you might like food, you might like gardening. It doesn't matter. There is a book for you. The good thing about books is there is something on every conceivable subject. And I'm really curious because you mentioned about reading for pleasure and I know uh, some schools, they have uh, catalogs that they use to give to students. Do you, all, do you also partner up with uh, these uh, institutions that this is the, you know, based on our festival? This is the Yeah, so we have Chevron Readers' Cup, which is the readers' program for both primary and secondary school, where students at schools, um, teams of four, read books of authors who are coming at the festival, and then they compete to answer questions, and we have the finals at the festival. So we have student competitions for reading, we have one for writing short stories, one for writing poetry, and one for poetry performance. So we currently have four competitions for students throughout their school age and university. It goes up to the age of 23. So we believe we try and leave no one behind. We cover everyone. We also have categories for students of determination. So again, um, we are really trying our hardest to reach everyone. And also, we have a business background because obviously... I don't have a business background. I have a passion, and that's what's kept me going all my life. I think about things. I think about things that matter. I want to help us all make a change in our lives, a positive change. And whatever we can do, it really doesn't matter. No matter how small it is, no matter how big it is, just do it. Don't leave it to others. Get up and do something. Thank you so much. It just resonated with me. I mean, I think yesterday I was writing to my, a note to myself, which is a practice I've been doing now. There was a phrase that I written that it doesn't matter if you don't know the how, but important is you know the why. Yes, I agree. And also that you know the do. So we may know the how, we may not know the why, but we've got to find out the whys and the, and the, who, the hows by doing it. So you set up, you take, put one foot in front of the other and you get on with your journey to make our planet a better place for tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you. And you mentioned about um, tomorrow, uh, which is a big word. I think it's the main tagline for this year. 
Can you provide us some context and what does it personal mean to you? Right, tomorrow, we never get to tomorrow, we live in today. So make the most of today to get to tomorrow. So you can appreciate tomorrow today. Um, it's just really a thought um, that we should always have a tomorrow in mind. We should always have dreams and aspirations. That's tomorrow. But today is when you do them. Awesome. So where can people more about the, the festival? So if you go on to emirateslitfest.com, you will find all about the festival, all the 200 plus sessions, 180 writers are coming for 2020. The dates are the 4th to the 8th, uh, 9th of February. Don't miss it. And we have a pre-event on the 1st of February with Dr. Jane Goodall. Look forward to seeing you all there. Thank you. Okay. And the last and final question, if everything is stripped away from you, what is your main drive to success? Um, I want I want to help children, that's all. I have five children of my own, six grandsons, and I want them to have the joy in life that I've had. Share that joy. Thank you so much, Isabel. And thank, you. thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a comment and give us a rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever platform you're consuming this content into, either video or audio. This way, we can improve our visibility, reach out, and impact more people too. We also have an ongoing email newsletter which comes out twice a month where I share my favorite takeaways on the show, updates on any upcoming events and workshops. And you can simply go to the website to register at www.thedrivetosucceed.com. Just enter details and we'll take care of the rest. Let me leave you with this. If you have a goal, you have a dream, you have a mission, you have a passion to pursue and you don't know the how, Always remember, as long as you know the why and start doing, the how usually comes up. So stay strong, be positive. Until next time, see you in the next episode. Thanks again for joining us at the Drive to Succeed podcast. If you're enjoying learning from this podcast, you can show your support by sharing and rating this on iTunes or Stitcher and sharing it with your friends on social media and tag us on Instagram at the Drive to Succeed underscore podcast. Thanks once again for joining us. See you in the next episode.